This is the Introvert's Bubble with Anang of Courageous Creativity, telling introvert stories, pushing ourselves to have more adventures and misadventures and to grow. Living life how we need it. As always, rating the podcast on any apps to listen to is always appreciated. Since there's so many of us out there, we're all in every job out in the world. Like there's, yes, sometimes we try to look for jobs, create jobs and everything else that works better for our personalities, works better for what we want in our life with, say, less talking, less group work, hell, just less people interaction in general. But sometimes introverts do like jobs that don't require you to be alone. They don't, they don't always have a problem working customer service. They don't always have a problem with just customer service in general. Like I did that for a long time. I think definitely all of my twenties. That's all I did for work. I did customer service work, which was perfectly fine. I'm glad I did it because it made me really good at speaking with people. It made me really good at just general stuff, whatever. But also, it's really it made me really good at getting away and getting around people's bullshit, which is a completely separate thing. But there are still times when you have a job where you need to get clients, whether it's with another company you're trying to kind of help out this is kind of this part of your job whether or not you have a business that needs clients and so you need to work on your skills on getting clients and the thing is we could have certain skills that are good for that but might as well get more well-rounded might as well get better at it so you're not making it harder on yourself not making it harder on the business whether it's someone else's or your own to actually make money so I have seven skills. Some of them are actually really important because mostly introverts are not well known to have these a lot, but just in general. And some people just kind of have, just have problems getting these points across. The first one is having clear communication because you're, when you have clients, you have to talk to somebody. There's something they want to do. There's something they want, they want from you. And there's something like specific, like a product, a service and everything else. And so there's going to be texts, there's going to be emails, there's going to be calls, there's going to be video conferences. If you work with more than one person, you've got to have work with the team. Uh, sometimes you have to make have a meeting with the boss. You're going to have to go back and forth with people several times at least to get to the end product. And so you need to be good at being communicative in a clear and concise way. Make sure you get the point across. Don't forget to ask specific questions. Make sure everything's kind of in there. But also when it comes to these things, you have to have a good contract because then it gives you an idea of like, this is when it started. This is when it's supposed to end. This is what you're getting out of everything. There's also, it, it protects both sides on what exactly is happening throughout the whole process. But that's a good way of having great, clear communication. But also making sure you always have it on most stuff over text and email because then you have a system set up, but you also have a way of tracking of what people say. So you're kind of like, no, this person said this, so we have to work on that. Or you asked me, the client, to change up this thing, but then you didn't like it. Like, that's going to have to gonna cost you or something else because you changed it, and then you didn't like it, and then you said you didn't change it, but you did. I have actual evidence of you saying this. And especially when you have calls and video calls, like, especially when it comes to, like, video calls, it's pretty easy for you to record those happening but also when you have this regular call that's why you kind of ha- you get to send an email back reiterating like this is what it is like especially when you have that the first call like you have the contract you have 
everything else set up. So you kind of, everything gets put out again of like, what if this is all that was said and done? Is this right? So that that way you, everyone knows exactly what's going on. Number two is speaking skills. That I guess I feel is kind of, especially when we're younger, it's a little hard to do. Not all of us have the skill for speaking in front of people on presenting things. Sadly, I don't believe school gets us in any way good that doing presentations is shit. Especially when it comes to school. Yes, it gets you used to talking in front of people, but a presentation of a school project is very different from speaking and trying to convince someone for a project or trying to get someone's money. Like there is a lot of different things that you're doing, a lot of different ways you're trying to do it. The other one, you literally just the first one is just you're spewing out the information, trying to get it all out and you're done. Well, the other one requires a little more animation, a little more engagement because the thing is too you're gonna need really speaking skills because no matter what i have never known anyone who has a business in any way where you don't at least talk to a client one-on-one at least once like i've never heard anyone who only does it straight by uh just by email i mean more for like a service of something that's going to cost a bit like coaching or creating something for like a website, or I mean, there's so many different things. You need at least the first call so you can kind of get an idea of who they are, what they want, and then that way, the, when some people, when it comes to email, they don't always put in more details. While you talk, you can kind of get more in depth in certain things. So you need to have that speaking skills for that at least that first call. And there's always going to be options for that later. Like here's sometimes you have to do an end call to make sure everything got done, uh, anything else that could have been reiterated all these different things but being able to speak very well to the customer customer is actually what's another thing very important because it also helps you close the deal to get the client number three is adaptability oh my god there's even me as a client having someone else work on something i know things change like there's this things go wrong of like or maybe you, you you get to a step and you realize oh yeah i didn't i don't like where this is going Like, I've had times where I've done a logo. Like, I had the creation. Okay, I wanted to have um, a regular logo. I wanted to have the clear background one. I wanted one that was just a stamp. Like, just the word ones. Like, you get variations. And also, you kind of get through part of it. And I'm like, oh, I don't really like the color combination on the main, like, full logo. Like, it's starting to look a little, like, uh, a little Halloween-y. Because I had, it was... um, one for one of my podcasts, another one that I'm having coming up. And I always try to keep everything connected to my main business, which has a lot of sunset oranges, um, warm yellows, like that's kind of those colors in there. So I try to make sure I have some of that in there. But then a lot of the other stuff in the logo was a lot of black. And some of the, it had a lot more orange to it. It was getting a little darker each time we worked on it. And I'm like, okay, this I feel like this is Halloween. Why <laughs> why is this in there? And so being adaptable because of like, oh, this is the way we kind of went. Like you have your own, like the people doing the skills and getting the clients, you need to be able to adaptable to like what they need. What do they actually want? All of a sudden certain things can change or if like you had something already set up and they're like, oh, I need to pause this for a few weeks because we had a problem on our end. Or you might have a problem because... I mean, I can't remember when it was like two couple, two months ago. Like I had to literally email from my phone 
um, a freelance work that I did because some idiot decided to do some work on their home and cut the fiber opera cables for the whole internet in the area. So I had like no internet. I was just using my um, stuff from my phone. I'm like, I, I have to use an actual laptop for this work. So I'm like, okay, I can't get to the work for a couple of days. I'm sorry. And that's the thing. You have to adapt to it. You have to work around it. The thing is, is at least that with that work, I couldn't go somewhere else to do it. It was just that part of the project. I had to be at a certain place. I had to have my IP address. But other times, like, hey, you have to be adaptable of, like, can you find a coffee shop? Can you find a bookstore to work into? Get some co-working space. See if you have to do stuff on a laptop. See if you can do stuff on an iPad. What can you do to make sure you don't get stuck, but you also kind of keep moving? Number four is customer service skills. Because you're going to have to hold their hands. When it comes to the clients and everything else, you need to show them that you know how to take care of things and you will take care of them every step of the way. Because if you're just like, oh, I'm going to just do this, this, and this, and just you give me the initial information and I'm off to go, I don't care about anything else. That's not good customer service skills. Like that's not going to get them to, they're not going to feel protected. They're not going to feel taken care of. They're not going to feel like they can trust you for one, because you have your own vision. You're just going to roll with it. But also when it comes to customer service, you need to have some thick skin because some people are not going to understand. Some people are going to get upset. Some people are going to get rude. Believe me, there are times when they just misunderstood something someone emailed. And automatically they're kind of just riding your ass because, like, oh, that was so rude. And I can't believe it. And it's like, um, did you did you reread that? Like, I can understand, like, how one part could have seemed... Like it was criticizing, but it wasn't. It was just kind of like, we cannot do this because of this, this, and this. And there's times they're having problems in their lives. And sometimes it just spills over into other things that they're doing, which can be you. So when you have your clients, you need to kind of, you need to kind of take it and roll with it. And don't let it sink in because it's just, there's always going to be problems. I mean, we've all seen the video. We've all heard the stories of, Crazy people just losing their minds on certain things and just decide that's going to be the hill they're going to die on. And you have to kind of, you have to figure out how to work around it because they are paying you for a service. Of course, I'm not saying let them have what the hell they want and just give them shit for free. It's just kind of a, you got to figure a way to work around it. Next one is responsibility. Which can be hard because when it comes to introverts, especially, and you don't, we're not always the greatest leaders. Not like in a, like we're always awful, we don't do our work, it's just trying to be on top of things. When we have to delegate certain things, we have to tell people what to do. When you have to remind the client of, hey, you're supposed to give me information or you missed this payment, like you have to be responsible for all that stuff. But you also have to be responsible for the actual task at hand. If you say you're going to get something done at these certain dates, you need to tell them this is exactly when that's going to happen. This is how it's going to happen. You need to deliver. And there is a problem on one step at all. You need to communicate that at any point and actually apologize for that because of something that went wrong. But also you can be like, okay, we got crossed in our communications and everything else. This will take an extra half day. We'll get it to you by tomorrow morning kind of thing. You can get responsible at all because you are the person with the client. You're the one working it. Whether it's 
you alone, whether it's you as a team leader in a business, whether it's you in your business, and parts of it have to be sent off to other people. Like, yeah, I know someone who does really good like website copy and website design and everything else, but they can't quite make logos. And so they send it off to someone else that the other person knows it happening, but that you still got to get on top of them to make sure that they finish the work, that they actually deliver it, that actually follow what the actual client wants. So that's kind of that there's all these little things that you have to keep, you have to keep moving, you have to keep going through. Number six is the ability to admit when you don't have the answers. And then being able to be okay looking it up. That's the thing. We don't know everything. We don't know all of its stuff. But it doesn't make you less of a professional if you don't know the answer. Don't automatically just like, oh yeah, it's this, this, and this when you only have like half the answer. Or it may take you some time. Like just own up to like, I don't have the answer. I can look it up. You can find, like, hey, I'll find someone that can help me with the answer. Or you can just tell them, like, I don't know how to get that answer. Because the thing is, it also, with when it comes to the client, they may not know that has nothing to do with the scope of what you're doing. Like, some, you doing, like, coaching stuff, having them all of a sudden want you to talk about accounting, that's not your scope. If you don't know shit about accounting, that shouldn't be something you should talk about. You can say, like, I don't know this, but here are some... Some books, some links, some other experts and everything else that you can look up for and figure out for yourself because I don't know it. And the thing is, too, when it comes to admitting you don't know the answer is that you can, to yourself, realize that you don't have to know the answer to it. You can always find someone else for them to get the answer. You can always be willing to get more knowledge out of it. And I always believe people should if it's in the scope of what your work is. Like, if you only do flower arrangements and everything else you're not gonna like there's no reason for you to do research on wedding dress design because it has nothing to do with what you do you do flowers if someone has a question on like dirt or a question on color combination yeah that has to be something you can do or they ask you like hey i have these colors for the flowers would it clash weird with my decoration if i decide to do fruchsia table settings and you could be yes or no of like, oh yeah, I see those are all cool colors. Those are kind of in the pink and purple area. That works fine. That can be in your scope, but also be fine with admitting because it's not, that's part of your responsibility of you don't have to know it all. You don't have to feel like you're stupid for not knowing it. The last one is just management in general. This is part of kind of, Honestly, it, it takes adaptability, customer service skills, responsibility. Those kind of encompass, like, enter inside this. But this also is in the sense of you have to manage every step of the way. But also, you have to manage your time. You have to manage everyone with your customer service. You have to make sure everyone's on the same page. You have to make sure everything moves smoothly. Like The client needs to have updates. The client needs to give you answers on certain things before you can give it to the next person to do this work before they can give it to you to you for you to make the presentation or for you to get the numbers for costs of certain things you need to make sure you know how to manage what you're doing you have to manage your time you have to manage the people you work with manage the clients manage the money help manage the markets I, I don't know depending on what work you do there's all these different things you need to actually manage it all 
And introverts, yes, can have a problem with that because we don't always want to be in front. We don't always want to be in charge. To a sense, as in the part of like we have to be up, we have to be like the physical, visual manifestation of the actual business or the actual thing going on. And you, I mean, you don't really have to. You, you can always make it seem like you are a team or it's just kind of more like the business thing, but you still need to manage that, what it looks like, what it seems like to your client, to the customer. So those are the seven skills that I believe we, anybody really, but introverts with some from certain specific ones, skills we need to get clients and keep clients and be able to have more so you can keep making your money and keep running the business and keep having your job. Thanks for listening. Check out the show notes for the links to the blog and my Patreon where you can get more info, check out products. Hit me up on Instagram at the Introverts Bubble or Courageous Creativity. 